0: Quick advisory, before we get started, this episode has been marked explicit mainly because of the subject matter being a little bit gross. There may also be a little bit out of language, but mainly it's because if you are an arachnophobe or just generally find the idea of eating very strange things like tarantulas, completely stomach turning, this is not the episode for you. There will be some graphic language used to describe the food, so you have been warned. Welcome to The Dish, the culinary travel podcast focusing on the stories behind world-famous foods.
1: We are your hosts, Tama and Megzi from foodfuntravel.com. Join us for tasty histories, destination food guides, and more.
0: In this episode,
1: Tomo eats tarantula in Cambodia.
0: How to cook and eat tarantula.
1: And the history of eating tarantula and why it's still eaten today.
0: Right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Dish. This is actually our first strange food episode. Strange food.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we actually had a series running on the blog that was called Tomo eats something terrible, where Tomo was pretty keen to just get out into the world and eat as much horrible stuff as he possibly could. Uh, and so, we figured, why not take those experiences and turn them into a couple of podcast episodes?
0: A few podcast episodes, actually, because I did eat quite a lot of strange stuff. Megzi joined me in a few things that people forced her to eat. Yeah,
1: sometimes it was out of politeness that I indulged them in eating. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that.
0: We have eaten some very odd food throughout the 93 countries or so we visited to date. So we hope to be throwing out the odd episode, not every week for sure, but just the odd episode uh, about some of those very unusual dishes. This is the first one. Because in this episode, we visit Cambodia, one of the only countries that eats tarantulas.
1: Creepy crawlies to the max.
0: Uh, Not all tarantulas are edible, so do not try this at home, kids. (laughs) Seriously, don't.
1: I think we're fine. I, yeah. d- I don't think anyone's going to be grabbing a tarantula anytime soon, Stuff no. it in their gob.
0: You don't think they'll just be looking around at the park and being like, oh, there's a tarantula over there? Let's I
1: just hope you don't. I hope you're not encountering tarantulas in your local park. What are you, Australia? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have tarantulas in the- Okay, we probably do, but I've never encountered a tarantula in the local park. Just saying.
0: Huntsman spiders, quite big. Some might think they're tarantulas. They're not. No, they're, they're not hairy as hairy.
1: Spiders. They're hairy, but they're not as hairy. Exactly.
0: So before we get started with this episode, do remember to subscribe to this podcast on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts and help us grow our audience so that we can keep this podcast going and we can make more disgusting food episodes, as well as wonderful food episodes about tasty things like lasagna and masaka and pizza and things like that.
1: Yeah, the enjoyable things in life rather than the crunchy critters we'll be discussing today. Exactly.
0: Uh, you can help us keep this podcast going by also telling your friends about it. Yep. Let them know so that we get more listeners.
1: Have you told your mum yet? Uh, I have. Call she your doesn't listen she's to podcasts. You. I'm just telling people, call your mum. If you haven't called your mum, give your mum a call because she's probably wondering what's going on and you would give her a call. And, you know, just bring up the podcast while you're having a conversation with your mum.
0: Yep. Great. Good advice. Yeah. Good advice. All right. Edible spiders. So, what exactly is this dish? Well... It's might
1: self-explanatory. <laughs> it,
0: it sort of is, but you know, I'm going to give you a bit more technical explanation, otherwise it's going to be a very short episode. All right. So, this is going to be interesting to pronounce. C si- na pagopus albostratius, or haplopelum... No. Haplopelma albostratium. That's the Latin names for the edible spider, more conveniently called the Thailand Zebra Leg Tarantula.
1: You'd better hope they don't have those Latin names on the menu. (laughs) And you're just like, oh, I'll have that. I didn't find a lot of Latin
0: names on menus in Cambodia when we were there, to be honest with you. Didn't seem like they're not trying to be all highbrow about this. They're like, they're tarantulas. Do you want them? (laughs) In fact, they were quite hard to find on menus. Yeah, they're
1: like, you know what you're here for.
0: So, yes, this is a species of spider or tarantula found in Myanmar, Thailand, and Cambodia. The recipes for cooking these do vary, actually, but uh, it's pretty straightforward stuff, really. So, essentially, you dip the spider in some sort of salty coating, normally a bit of MSG as well with some sugar, perhaps some chicken seasoning. A lot of people like to add garlic, and uh, you can either just use this as a dry rub and throw it all over the tarantula, or you can mix it with a little water and use it as a wet marinade for your tarantula. Probably still alive at this point.
1: That's what I was or maybe thinking. Not. I don't know. I'm
0: yes. not sure, actually, if they always throw them in alive. I think uh, there's a thing you you kill them, but we don't want to discuss that because no. we're about to eat it. It's sort of gross. Yeah. So, that's it. Once you've put that uh, little spice rub on the outside of your tarantula, you throw it in very hot oil for about 45 seconds. And this should make the outsides and legs very crispy and leave the inside guts a little soft.
1: Ooh, Mm, how pleasant.
0: Delicious. Uh, Though you can find this dish roadside on carts and at street food markets uh, where you'll actually just see spiders piled up and other insects on these little carts just waiting to be quickly refried because they're not just sitting there alive. These ones, they've already sort of just um, pre-cooked them and then they throw them in quickly. They're sort of ready to go. They just refry them. And yeah, you can just have that at a street cart if you want. But if you want something just slightly more appetizing than getting it off a streetcar in 35 degree humid Cambodia mm-hmm. well what we decided to do instead of risking definite vomiting and diarrhea was to go to an actual restaurant and the restaurant we went to is called Romdeng and it's in Cambodia's capital Phnom Penh or Phnom Penh,
1: Phnom Penh.
0: Phnom Penh. Uh, is one of the few places that we actually found out we could get tarantula on a menu in a sort of clean restaurant environment rather than a street cart. um, But do double check on TripAdvisor because you never know. These places do close down, open up, close down. Uh, Currently, at time of recording, they are definitely still serving. There are some recent photos of tarantulas on TripAdvisor. It definitely seems to be one of the most popular dishes Yes, because they are the place for it. So how are you feeling at this point? Uh, reminiscing about the wonders of tarantulas?
1: Yeah, it's a a day that I do recall very much so.
0: Memorable, then.
1: I didn't even eat it, and I still recall it very, very easily.
0: So, let's talk a little bit about exactly what happened at this restaurant, because it's not your ordinary meal out. No,
1: certainly not.
0: So, number one, they actually brought out a live tarantula on a plate he was scurrying around and the waiter was very excited. It's
1: sort to of show it's us. part of the show, isn't it? Like yeah. they for them to bring it out to you alive to make you squirm. And you know, of course it'll probably make if you are with a female, you may <laughs> she may squeal, or hey, there are plenty of men I have seen squeal at a tarantula as well. So uh yeah, I think they quite like making people squirm in their seats.
0: Yep once you've already ordered it. I'd already ordered it at this point and then he brought it out alive.
1: Yeah. It's like you should peruse it and go, it's like having when they bring the wine out and you get a little taste. And they're like, is that to your liking, sir? And you're like, oh yes, that's fine. Pour away. So it's kind of the same with the spider. It's like, is this one to your liking, sir? And you're like, sure. Why not? Well, actually,
0: this tarantula species is a dark grey and hairy. About three inches or sort of around seven centimetres long.
1: It was very hairy.
0: Uh, Yeah, it was very hairy. It's not, It's not pretty. So actually, when seeing it, I wasn't like, "Mm, mmm, that's going to be delicious. I was like, mmm, I just spent or committed to spending five US dollars on a plate of four tarantulas. (laughs) Is this a good idea? Apparently, I just did it anyway. So that's what happened. I ordered the tarantula.
1: You actually did look a bit nervous. After he brought it out, you were like, oh, it's kind of like the commitment sinks in and you're like, this is happening. I've decided to do this. I mean, he was running around the plate.
0: The guy had to keep flipping the plate like, like yeah. you know, like like you'd flip a pancake, like flipping it up and down to keep him on the plate so he didn't just run off the side of the plate. Yeah. I was like, that was quite a skill in itself. i like, these guys, I don't think they want to be eaten.
1: No, if he jumped off and landed on the table, I would have lost my shit. Mm. I would have been out of there.
0: And this is what happened next. Okay, we're here in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, because it's time to eat some eight-legged morsels and dirty spiders deep-fried in my face. I'm going to eat that. It. It's trying to get away. So yeah, that, that's uh, us meeting the tarantula before he was cooked. And um, it, it's a little bit restaurant at the end of the universe, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, isn't it, really? <laughs> Just a little bit,
1: yeah. Hello, sir. Which part of me would you like? The rump is very good today. <laughs> if I do say so myself. I'll just
0: go off to the kitchen and finish myself off, then, sir. <laughs> uh, fortunately, the tarantula did not choose to offer up body parts. No. As we said, he was not very happy about his impending fate. I'm sure he wasn't particularly aware of his impending fate, but um, he was just like, I don't want to be where I am right now. Out. I want to be somewhere else. I'm out. But I have to say, whatever carnivore guilt I may feel about eating certain types of animals, spiders are not like they're right at the very bottom of my list of animals I care if I eat them.
1: I'm pretty certain there's a whole bunch of people that would encourage their demise. Yeah, so it's, it's like
0: mosquitoes and spiders. Yeah, no one's sitting around going like, oh. Well, I hope you're not. If you're listening to this going,
1: oh,
0: you're listening don't. to the wrong podcast. You are definitely listening to the wrong podcast. I have no remorse about eating a horrible tarantula. Horrible looking. We'll get on to what it tastes like shortly. But um, yeah, mosquitoes don't want to eat them, but want to kill them. And scorpions haven't had one yet, but I plan on doing that at some point because that's something else that people eat. But yeah, then other animals, I, I feel a little bit less, less happy about eating them, but they're so tasty, like, like pork.
1: Shouldn't be so tasty. It's so tasty. Why are you so tasty?
0: Mm. It's not my fault. Anyway, I don't know if the guy they brought out on the plate, the little Tarantula running around was actually my dinner or whether he was just one of their star actor spiders. Yeah, he's
1: the showman, yeah. He's the
0: show spider. I've got no idea, but yeah, they brought him out and then they took him back to chill in his trailer while actually his friends were getting deep fried and he was just hanging out in the green room. Be like, yeah. Probably. I got the best job.
1: Out the back of the fancy restaurant, there's a street cart that's pulled up that's been sitting by the road all day. and it, that They have one show spider that they bring out to show everyone. And it's really a street cart that's just <laughs> refrying everything that they didn't sell that day. I'm kidding. It's not.
0: I'm pretty sure they're actually cooking these, fortunately. Uh, anyway, a short while later, four tarantulas arrive on a white plate with a little bit of dipping sauce and some salad garnish. Oh, it feels a lot better, doesn't it? You've got a little salad on the side.
1: You do need a little garnish to make everything a little bit more highbrow.
0: Exactly. So, here is what happened next. Next. Here is what happened next. Next. It's time to chow down on my little arachnid friends. That's right. It's spider day. Ew. (laughs) Oh, it's... The abdomen's all scratchy. Should I go face first? Bangs first? Maybe I'll just be cautious and have a leg first, just a nibble. Yeah, <laughs> it's a spider. It doesn't taste too hairy, so I think it's alright. You want to try a bit? Nope. No. Definitely
1: not. Definitely not.
0: Even though they're just fun little tarantulas, they call around. I can't even
1: imagine touching it.
0: And salad. Oh good to have cucumber with your spider. So if you heard some random applause in the background on that clip, literally just after I ate the spider... That was a complete coincidence. There wasn't a group of people randomly sitting around watching us and applauding. <laughs> this, I don't know, someone was having a birthday party or something. I don't know what was going on with that. But it was quite random that it happened the exact second I'd started chewing on a spider. So, that was crazy. So, anyway, to describe the taste, because I ate them and Meg's refused to eat them.
1: Yep. I'm out. I'm out of this one.
0: You're not going to do it. Not going to do it. She just likes to watch and video me being gross.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah. Mm? All right. Uh, Yeah, so there's actually a full video of this. These clips are from the video that we put out because if you want the full blast grossness, you definitely want to watch the video. It's had a lot of views. It's had like 15,000 views or something, I think. Uh, I don't know, something like that. Doing all right. Um, So the legs, they were super crispy and they really didn't taste of anything apart from deep fried. And the fangs and the head, pretty much the same. Even with like, what's it got, like 16 eyes or something? Like... (laughs) No, no, uh, no discernible taste apart from this was a deep fry. So there wasn't like
1: eyes popping in your mouth as you took a bite. No, no,
0: they've got rubbish eyes, haven't they? I mean, they're weird. Weird eyes. Too many of them, if you ask me. Don't like it. Too many eyes. Uh, So the abdomen—that's the strange bit because it's a little bit less crispy, and some of the innards, if they haven't leaked out at all, they're sort of just a little soft and inside. So it's like poached insides poached inside, steamed inside the abdomen of a spider that's deep fried. But decried. did it
1: taste like anything or was it just still that fried taste?
0: I mean, I found it didn't really taste of a lot.
1: So it was more textually that you were like, yeah, just you like, like oh, this is textually this is a bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, like now I know I'm eating gooey spider insides. Yeah. That's a bit gross. Some people, I looked at some other articles about other people who've eaten this and what they've said about it. Some very highbrow people are saying it's a little bit like sea urchin, you know, it's like, it's very refined taste and it's, you know, it's gooey. I haven't had sea urchin. urchin. I really want to have sea urchin. I got stung
1: by a sea urchin snorkeling one time and they can go to hell. (laughs) So I don't like the sea urchin, so people can feel free to eat them.
0: Yeah, you'd think that you should eat them to serve them right for stinging you. Yep.
1: That's why I ate Camel Burger. (laughs) Show those camels.
0: (laughs) Those camels were so nasty. Sahara Desert. One day we'll uh, do an episode. That's another episode. Another episode on eating camel. My
1: vengeance burger. And
0: eating out in the Sahara Desert. (laughs) Actually, dining in the Sahara Desert would be a good food story. We should definitely talk about that on another episode.
1: Anyway, back to spiders.
0: So, yeah, some consider the innards to be a bit of an acquired taste. I was just like, nah. I can't say I left the consumption. Of tarantula's walking away going like, well, that was interesting, and it's a bit like this and this, this, this. No, it's like, more of Nap. an
1: achievement, wasn't yeah. it, rather than eating something else. really weird. Yeah.
0: Why do people eat this? Well, we're going to get of to little bit why people eat this of shortly, the history of eating tarantula. But yeah, those audio clips, as I mentioned before, they come from a full video that we did of me being gross and eating this. And you can find that as well as some notes from this episode about the history and everything at uh, little slash this one in the singular, not the plural, because one tarantula is enough. Although I ate four, but one really would have been enough. A warning: the video is definitely gross. Just again, it's gross. If you know, already, you
1: know what you're looking up. Yeah. You know what you're in for.
0: If you're already this far into the episode, I think you can handle it. Yeah,
1: exactly. You'll be right. It's not. It's not like the. It's like gross or anything. It's, it's a bit gross. It. It's just like if spiders and stuff freak you out, then you're gonna find it like.
0: If spiders freak you out, you probably haven't made it this far.
1: No, that's a good point.
0: Like, nah, no chance. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about why did the tarantula become a dish at all? Yeah, why is it a thing? Tarantulas became a dish completely out of necessity because after Cambodia became independent from the French in 1953, life in the region did not magically improve. Who knew that colonial people leaving the place that they've been ruling for years would not actually cause the country to massively improve overnight? Yeah. Never seems to work, does it? They leave and everything goes to crap for a while, and then eventually people have to try and make things better. Because they
1: just up and out. They don't, like... Yeah, the
0: exit plan is not a handover. It's just a, we're done. Bye." Bye. Can't afford to run this place anymore. Bye. Yeah, so that didn't work out very well for Cambodia. And so this led to lots of people vying for power. And by April 1975, the very famous dictator Pol Pot, he led the Khmer Rouge in taking over the country. And his mission, flawed as it was, was to return Cambodia to an independent agrarian way of life. Because that sounds like fun, doesn't it? Let's Uh... all go back to the fields and plow.
1: Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that whole communist aspect of like everybody working together for the greater good of everybody. But it didn't turn out that way, and it never does. Because when you kill all the smart people off in order to achieve it, then you... uh, uh, Anyway, we know.
0: Pol Pot was not a communist. Pol Pot was a dictator. He was 100% after having everything he wanted and not having anyone get in his way and being like the supreme, powerful man.
1: I listened to a podcast the other day. It was that um, show called Behind the Bastards, and they were talking about the monarch of Cambodia and how he pretty much handed over Cambodia to Pol Pot so that he wouldn't lose his title of monarch. How
0: did that work out?
1: Not so well. Oh.
0: This is well, a I mean, he didn't lose his title. Oh. Lost his head.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. no. He, lived. he lived. He lived. I think he was living in Switzerland while all that everything was going down. Oh,
0: well, it's easier to live in Switzerland. But if you're living Lucky in Cambodia, him. yeah, yeah, all right for you. So you can live there with like a fake title. I'm the King of Cambodia. That's run by a dictator. Brilliant. Mm. I'm in Switzerland, being very rich and eating fondue.
1: Lucky him,
0: rather than tarantulas. Yep. So anyway, Pol Pot closed borders and stopped people from leaving and such like that and uh, the cities were pretty much being emptied out as people were sent to the fields to work. And the intelligentsia, the the educated persons of the society, and anyone who refused to go back to this agrarian way of lifestyle, was murdered in mass genocide, which we're not going to talk about today because that is very very sad. sad and horrible. And If you go to Cambodia, you really should visit the killing fields. It's very moving. It's also incredibly depressing, but, you know... This is not what this show is about, but that, yeah, it happened. And this is why this situation then came about. So essentially, what happened next was the country was left with lots of young and illiterate people um, who, you know, were just out in the fields working. Then they ended up working a rural subsistence lifestyle. And this happened very quickly. I mean, this happened within like a year. Yeah, It had gone from like a regular country trying to struggle And it's one of those things where and, they're like
1: growing rice and they're doing it? all this stuff and the majority of the rice is getting sent elsewhere while only rations are being sent to the people. Yeah. So they didn't have enough food.
0: Yeah, most of the food was going to the ruling class to either sell or keep for themselves. And in this case, of course, when you're working like 12 hours a day in the field, starvation is basically inevitable. So alternative food sources that could not be confiscated because it's stuff that the rich people didn't want. Uh, That was pretty much the only way that people were going to survive in this sort of uh, political landscape. So it's actually possible, though, that edible tarantulas had been eaten in Cambodia at least since the 19th century. It's something like it's a dish that people knew about. It wasn't like they went, oh, what can we eat? Let's go and have a look. They're like, well, we actually know that we can eat these tarantulas. Someone's already given it a go. They didn't die. This has been done for like the last 150 years. So we're going to have to start eating that. So, actually, the crazy thing is that if you're living on a diet of just rice, which really doesn't have enough nutrients in it, tarantulas are very high in protein, folic acid, and zinc.
1: Wow.
0: So, it was actually a really good thing that they had this option because otherwise a lot more people would have died yeah. from like malnutrition and such. Because, yeah, you can't just live off rice. It doesn't work. No,
1: it's so bad for you. It's not enough.
0: So, yeah, in the late 70s, tarantulas became a meal. And it wasn't just tarantulas. Also, scorpions and some other strange foods also became part of the diet. But the only ones that are still eaten today are the ones that were actually palatable. So, people were eating stuff that was absolutely horrific. And I couldn't find a list of those things. But, you know, they were eating whatever they could find. Yeah, uh, it turned out that tarantulas were palatable, so that's why they're still eaten today. And locals do actually enjoy them. It's not just a historic food they had to eat, and and now it's a joke on tourists to be like, oh, "Now you have to eat this." Uh, it's not at all. They actually genuinely like eating it.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. Why not?
0: It's a good beer snack.
1: Exactly. It's that salty, crunchy beer snacks. Yeah. You know, just like you'd you know pound backs and peanuts. They just pound back some tarantulas and stuff. And it's the same thing with eating salty crickets in Thailand. They're crazy full of protein, and they're actually really good for you, and they're solid beer snacks. And more and more scientists are saying that actually turning to this way of eating insects is going to be very, very good for the planet in the future. So we need to stop being squeamish about it.
0: Yeah, once they're deep fried, they're fine.
1: Yeah, it's just crunchy, salty.
0: But also tarantulas- Says the
1: person that wouldn't eat the tarantula. I've eaten other things. I wouldn't eat the tarantula, but- yeah, I need to harden up. With I'll I'll lead the charge of hardening up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to sort yourself out and actually start eating these weird things rather than making me do it all the time. <laughs> uh, so tarantulas are actually really easy prey for humans as well, which helped uh, locals living in the forest today and of course before they they find them and they catch them really quite easily. They just go out. They know like people who are actually experts at doing this can tell where their burrows are. They go like, okay, right, that.
1: And they're not deep burrows either. You can pretty much just reach a hand in and grab them.
0: They start digging them up and then they just catch them as they're trying to escape. i read one story that some people actually pour boiling water down the burrow and it just pretty much kills them or stuns them straight away. So I'm like, well, those ones obviously aren't coming back to the city alive. Yeah, They're already dead and they've got to get them and cook them straight away. So I, I mean, I don't know exactly which method they always use, but quite often it's just they dig them up and then they catch them. That's sort of the... The simple, simple way that works. But sadly, for people who love eating tarantula, that is, sadly, the natural habitat of the tarantula, of the tarantula is being destroyed. So, I mean, also sad because they're destroying these forests. But uh, not, I'm not personally as worried about eating tarantula again. But I am concerned that the... Uh, the plantations of cashew and rubber are destroying the forests and replacing the forests in Cambodia in order to make a quick buck. Uh, I know they need the money I and this is, this is what happens. What are you going to do? Uh, also, illegal deforestation where people are just cutting down the trees to sell the wood, stuff like that as well. Yeah. This is all happening. So all of these forests where the tarantulas were all over the place, they're actually disappearing now. So that means the price of buying a tarantula is now rising uh to this point where yeah it could even cost up to like one us dollar for a tarantula i mean it normally if you get it off a street food car it's more like sort of 10 20 cents for a tarantula but it's going that way that it's not necessarily going to always be a cheap street snack at all and it's going to be just this like rare food in and that the might not sound
1: like a lot but like if you've ever been to cambodia paying a dollar us dollar for a Fried tarantula is a lot of money. Well,
0: the average wage is somewhere around three to four US dollars per day. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're having to pay one dollar rather than 10 cents for a tarantula, you're no longer getting anything you can afford at all if you're on a local wage. So, yeah, it's all a little bit heavy. It's all a little bit sad. Um, Cambodia is a, it's, yeah, we lived there for three months and we definitely found, of course, that the people really are still struggling a lot. Education is still not what it needs to be. But there's lots of NGOs trying to work to help and fix that problem. And, of course, go visit Cambodia and support the economy by spending some money.
1: Yeah, I think the main thing is to just, of course, you want to go see Angkor Wat, which is fantastic. But you've but got to go other places. go elsewhere. There's a lot going on elsewhere in Cambodia, not just Angkor Wat.
0: All right. Let's talk about where to eat the tarantulas. So we have a few options for you. Of course, we mentioned earlier where we went to the pleasant surroundings of Rom Deng restaurant in Phnom Penh, in the capital. Easy and hygienic stop for tourists who are passing through. And actually that place is uh, an NGO that is helping to train young chefs. So they're helping to educate young Cambodians so that they learn how to cook properly and can get jobs in the food service industry. So
1: a fantastic so reason to get out there and eat some tarantula. Exactly.
0: They do have a, have other things on the menu as well. So, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, I didn't just sit there and starve while you ate tarantula. I had a very nice meal.
0: I can't remember what else we ate, though. Cause no, because it was
1: all about the tarantula. Yeah. That was the memorable thing. And this was honestly like five years ago now.
0: But so aside from that easy stop off in Non Penh, Uh, There's the supposed epicenter of Spider Collection, which is not an area we went to. No,
1: we didn't go there, but apparently it's really popular.
0: It's around the region of Kangpong Cham uh, to the northeast of Nong Pen, like maybe an hour or something outside of Nong Pen. And the road stop there, a little village you drive through called Shkun, uh, sometimes is dubbed Spiderville. Or maybe that's just what Western newspapers have decided to dub it because it's fun. But uh, locals and travelers are apparently calling it Spiderville. Uh, we didn't make it there, as we said, but apparently they have so many spider snacks that they'll be shouting you down in the street as you're driving through. So if, you, if you're driving that way, pretty much, you'll see people at the side of the road going, Hey,
1: yeah. it's got a thing? legs, tarantulas. Yeah. Some guy dressed up in a tarantula suit <laughs> just <laughs> on the side of the road. I could
0: just imagine that would actually happen. <laughs> Also, Siem Reap, which is where Angkor Wat is, it's very close to Angkor Wat. It's the really busy tourist city that a lot of tourists stay in. Um, There's actually a very special, like a specialist Khmer Rouge cooking class, which is a little strange, but I mean, they teach you about the history of the Khmer Rouge and why people were eating these dishes. And then they teach you how to make some of these dishes.
1: That's really interesting. So
0: they, yeah, they help tourists to learn about these uh, specific Cambodian foods that people had to eat back then. and you're going to find spiders, grasshoppers, and silkworms on the menu. So. Interesting.
1: I think that's a fantastic initiative because, as everybody always says, the best way to not repeat history is to learn from it. And so, to have classes like that available, it's a real – because it was really closed down. Like, I, when we went there a couple of years ago with my parents, my mom in particular found it really hard because she was a lot – obviously, alive during that time. But she just had no idea that it was going on because they were so – isolated back in those days like the you know the information sharing was not what it is today and so they just didn't know it was happening like she had no idea that it was going on when she was like a teenager in Australia and then you know so even today for them to do classes like this it's really important for people just learn that this is something that happened and it wasn't that long ago to be honest and um I think I think it's a really fantastic initiative
0: yep so if you want to do this class you're going to have a little insectoid protein feast, apparently, just eating all these insects.
1: It'll be good for you.
0: You can book yeah. this through Backstreet Academy. Uh, this is not a class that we've actually done. It's something that I think has become available since we were there. And I just happened to find it when I was researching this. And I was like, well, that's really interesting. Definitely. Why not? You get to see how it's actually made. That's it. That's some of the, the best options. Uh, other than that, you can also just ask look out around. for street carts or ask around. Yeah. That's something that we always do. Don't be afraid to ask a local where to eat something. No, people, people are, are really helpful.
1: friendly. And, and definitely, there's a lot of people that do speak uh, enough English that they'll probably direct you in the right way that you, you need to go to get a tasty tarantula snack.
0: Exactly. Tasty. Uh, well, a tarantula snack.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, some more info on that and some ideas uh, and links to where to find the tarantula if you want to eat it. And, of course, that crazy video of me eating tarantula in nonpen You can find that at foodfuntravel.com slash spiderpodcast. Spider podcast. spider podcast. This is the spider podcast.
1: Pew, pew, pew. I don't know. It just made me think of Spider-Man. Well, of course. And that noise is me shooting webs out of my wrists. Yeah. That's where they come from.
0: But he was more like,
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like yeah.
0: sprayed like all it, over the walls of some buildings to climb them and stuff. That
1: sounds really inappropriate. I mean, yeah,
0: it does, doesn't mm. it? I mean, this episode, we got an explicit rating for a reason. That was obviously it, the one reference to Spider-Man. I think we barely sweared at all in this episode. I think I said shit. Did you? And I
1: just said it again. So there oh, we go. Explicit we rating go. it is.
0: Bum, shit, toilet. Nah, they're not that rude, are they? Nah. Nah, I'm not going to go full rude. We're not doing that in this show, really, but you know. And actually, you will find the notes for this episode and that video at foodfuntravel.com slash tarantula podcast rather than spider podcast. All right, that's it for this episode, tarantulas. Would you eat them? Tweet us at foodfuntravel if you would like to try a deep fried tarantula, let us know what you think. And of course, rate and review and subscribe if you're not already subscribed to this podcast. Do it right now because that is how we get up the ranks in the uh, in the Apple podcast chart and all the other charts is by you guys supporting the show. You don't even have to pay money for it. You just have to subscribe and leave a five star review. That's yeah. it. It's and free. also
1: you'll get our new episodes whenever they come out. They'll come straight to you and you'll know when the new one is out. So yeah. uh rather than just having to track down individual episodes here and there.
0: I get notifications of all my favourite podcasts on my phone with my Podbean app. I'm exactly. sure I'm sure Apple Podcasts does that as well, but I no longer use Apple Podcasts.
1: So No, but there's so many I'm out there, Podbean. everybody's got their own preferences. But yeah. yeah, generally if you yeah, if you subscribe then you definitely get notified when a new episode has come out so you can can download it and take a listen
0: yeah i'm sure everyone knows that and uh, i'm sure everyone's got their own personal podcast app preference but we are podbean fans all right so that's it for this episode thanks again for joining us and there'll be more tastier rather than strange food coming up in the next episode not sure which episode that's going to be right now but um i think it might be what to eat in rome Oh my goodness, that's
1: going to be tasty. It's going
0: to be a carb fest. Yeah. Pizza's, pastas, carbonara. We're going to be talking carbonara.
1: Get your stretchy pants ready, peeps. I'm
0: pretty sure that's next week. Mm -hmm. It may already be out now, depending on when you're listening to this. So check out your feed. All right, bye for now. Thanks for listening to The Dish. Don't forget to subscribe and keep this podcast on the air by giving us a five-star review on your preferred podcast app or channel.
1: Also, come join our foodie community on Facebook in the Food Worth Travelling For Facebook group. Catch you next time.